0: Hello, and uh, welcome back to my podcast, Everything That Makes Us Feel. I appreciate the, uh, the support and the listeners um, for my debut podcast, My Mother's Voice. I thought uh, today I'd um, start with a solo podcast and tell you a little bit about um, you know what, who I am and what my plans are uh, moving forward, um, and hopefully uh, you're interested in tuning in. Um, before we get started, though, I, I did want to mention um, that one of the reasons that I started off uh, interviewing my mom um, in the, the first episode um, is because I, I felt this sense of urgency. Uh, back in uh, late spring, I guess it was, we um, you know found out, or she found out, I should say as well, that uh, she had the um, diagnosis of multiple myeloma, um, which basically is bone cancer. And she started, uh, treatments and chemo treatments and, um, you know, she's, she's been doing her best with it. And, uh, but as we, you know, as I started to, um, say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast and, I want to interview her I I really wanted to get that uh, podcast going because the bottom line is is she's dying um, she knows this uh, she's been talking to uh, myself and my my siblings since we've been uh, little kids about death and so it's something that um, we naturally talk about but fuck it is hard to hear when it is your mother and um, You're the one that has uh, basically uh, held the glue together in our family for so many years. And even though I knew, um, you know, the possibilities of, uh, you know, that she might have to live for a few years, um, there's also a lot of the possibilities of things happening along the way Uh, because um, the bone cancer itself probably isn't going to get her. It's going to be a fall. It's going to be pneumonia. It's going to be some something like that. And so there's a sense of urgency um, to want to record her voice, record her story, her truth. Because I tell you, you know, there's going to be a time when we won't have her voice anymore. It won't be here. And to me, what a goddamn shame that's going to be so i wanted to uh i wanted to sit down with her like i have many times um through my lifetime and i know my siblings have too but to sit down and just talk to her and, and let her tell some stories um be honest be truthful and at least from her perspective you know and that that too is something that we all have our own truths about the experiences that we have. We have our own perspectives about our, our, our own experiences. So it was crucial for me to get that in. Um, unfortunately, uh, since the podcast, she's had a hell of a time. Since I recorded the podcast, I should say she's had a hell of a time. Um, she did fall. She broke her back. She also fractured her foot. Um, she was in the hospital for going on three weeks and now she's in assisted living with a brace around her entire torso, trying to uh, fuse that spine together. But here's the thing, you know, the reason I bring that up is because, um, and what I, what I think that many can gather from listening to that first episode, my mother's voice is that we can learn from this woman. We can learn that you don't give up, that you keep moving forward. Um, you build resilience. You don't sit back. You don't whine about it. Um, yes, you can be emotional. Yes, it can be depressing, the things that happen to us in our lives. Uh, it, can, it can cause a great deal of pain mentally, physically. But the bottom line is, is you got to pick yourself up and you got to keep moving forward. And that is something that my mom has modeled for me, modeled for my siblings our entire life. And it's it's pretty incredible to sit back and watch, uh, to see it, to see the resilience um, and everything that she's endured through the years. And again, that, that is why when I sat down to interview her, I removed myself actually as her son. Sure, you know, I couldn't do that fully because I know the history. I know a lot of her past. My mom's always been very upfront with me, um, as I have with her. And she sat down and, uh, you know, I tried to uh, continue to push and to ask her questions that might make others feel uncomfortable. It wasn't uh, to have any hurt feelings. It wasn't to shock anyone. It was just I wanted the truth. I wanted her truth to hear what she had to say in her perspective because she hasn't had the easiest life. Uh, that started with her own mother. Um, she sure as shit. But, uh, the time she turned 17 and she ended up being with my dad, uh had a very tough life with him. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, that a lot of uh, uh, people that have been in abusive relationships, whether uh, you are a woman or a man, um, are able to listen and hopefully learn, and also realize that um, you can try to get out of it. You can try to get the help you need, and it might feel very desperate. Um, it might feel like you're trapped but try to get the hell out and again i think again that that's why the importance of of getting her words down um so you know for those that uh struggled to hear what she had to say um you know i i i guess i feel for you 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 have your own stories as well um and I hope that uh, people at least will take more than just a few sentences that they didn't care for and uh, be able to actually listen to almost two hours of a very strong, um, very resilient person who was there to really teach us a lesson and teach us lessons on life through her stories and her admiration, too, for her father and for her uncle and aunt, um, who, was, who was basically raising her. And these are um, things that I hope people took that, um, maybe moved past themselves a little bit, and was able to, uh, to move on and, and learn a little bit. So that, that is why I did my first episode with my mother. I might, I may have her on here again, but right now she's in a, she's in a fight, you know, she's in a fight of her life. Um, she's, she's trying to get back home, uh, you know, and so she can continue living the life that she has left. And that's the bottom line. All right. So I appreciate that. Um, moving forward, I, uh, my plans for this podcast, a little bit about myself, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, yes, I'm a son. Um, love my mom to death, you know, without her, um, being, being sort of my champion, uh, you know, as a, as a kid, um, I don't know if I would have made it. Um, there's a, a lot with me, uh, uh, you know, through the years with, uh, my own upbringing with my father. Um, to me, it was a very, uh, uh, pretty volatile man um, you know I, I was scared of him for a, a big part of my younger years um, dealing uh, with everything from his physical abuse uh, turning that into sexual abuse um, which is something that um, my brother and my my mother in particular uh, found out just within the last year or so. And I'm being open about those things um, because, again, with my writing, the sp- public speaking I've done, um, my edu- uh, being an educator, I try to bring awareness to these things through my own stories because I have felt so alone most of my childhood with that compartmentalization of, of all these issues that happened to me. Um, but, uh, you know, he also was somebody who, after I got big enough and he knew that, you know, I'm not going to be able to do these things to this kid anymore, he turned it into the emotional abuse. And sometimes that emotional abuse can be, um, can be much harsher than anything else. Uh, but, you know, through that, um, you know, I, I, again, I had to compartmentalize to survive, um. A lot of the things that that did happen to me with him um, also um, and this has actually been in the uh, uh, newspaper article that I've shared uh, was interviewed for so it's not uh, new knowledge but also I was sexually abused by a family friend when I was uh, seven and all this with my dad and this person started happening all around the same time and there have been times, I, you know, I, I try to look at why, uh, you know, why did this happen? But I've taken those whys and I've been able to look at how it shaped me, um, why I have depression myself, uh, why I have anxiety, uh, why in the past, um, in my teenage years, I was often um, had suicidal ideation uh, I, in my young adult years in my, my early twenties as well. And, you know, when I start to look at how these things have shaped me and realize that I am a survivor, I was able to move past and try to create a, a life that I want. And I did that in many, many ways. Um, but that takes me to my next, uh, piece of who I am, which is I'm a husband, and I'm married to one of the most lovely human beings I can imagine, Um, and I've known her since I've been 13, and I've been with her since I've been 15, and uh, she too has shaped me, but in a whole different way. Um, She's given me purpose, something to strive for, Um, and so, you know, uh, given me a reason and a reason to also be the opposite of who my father was. Um, I'm also a a dog dad. I'm an athlete, I'm still an athlete. Uh, I love to get out in the woods and hike and trail run and exercise and mountain bike. And um, I'm also a veteran, Uh, served in uh, the Air Force for six years. Um, And uh, I'm an educator. I became a teacher In uh, 2007, a little bit later in my life, than most teachers do that. Um, Something I never, ever thought I would do. Um, Schools to me were my kryptonite. It was a place that took me away from my mom when I was a child. and I was scared. I was frightened. uh, Not just for myself because I was a fairly shy kid, but I was frightened where my mom was during the day was she okay i was worried about her because you know here's a woman who was showing up with black eyes trying to cover them with sunglasses or a a chipped tooth from having a gun barrel in her mouth um you know or some some something like that and i was just frightened about where where is she and so school is very confusing to me i didn't want to be there um I shut down a lot of my uh, elementary school years. Um, My mom saved those report cards and it's pretty interesting because, um, you know, they talk about me daydreaming, looking out the windows, not paying attention, not being very engaged. And uh, hell no, I I hated school. Um, Didn't really connect with teachers. I just felt out of place, Um, felt uh, worthless, which is, you know, again, what my dad kind of ingrained into me that I wasn't very smart, I was worthless and on and on. Uh, you know, then, um, you know, through the rest of my school years, you know, the, those are uh, interesting and, and sometimes very difficult times, especially in middle school, getting in a lot of trouble and stuff. So anyway, being a, uh, a teacher and educator is uh, the furthest thing, was the furthest thing from my from my mind. Um, but back in 2004, uh, August of 2004. I uh, was out and uh, I I, I was out and about and I was uh, called by my friend, best friend, to come and pick him up at the hospital in town and um, he was put in there a week prior uh, for suicidal ideation and so I went in and I picked him up. Walked into the uh, psychiatric unit. He introduced me to some of the nurses that he got to know and uh, some of the patients. Um, I re- remember gathering some of his, a couple things up and getting him in my car. And I started driving him home. And all of a sudden, he looks at me and says, "You know, man, what the hell are you doing with your life?" And yeah, I, I was a little uh, dumbfounded by the question and sort of the accusation in some ways where I sat back and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What am I doing with my life? I just picked you up at the the hospital in the the psychiatric unit. But this was my friend, you know, this is who he was. I mean, he, he was in many ways, um, a mentor to me as well. And in many ways, an older brother. And he kind of just he told it like it was and you know um he wasn't worried about hurt feelings all the time and and you know and i i loved him for it i appreciated him for it um you know we had one of those relationships where we could we could tell each other exactly what we were feeling and how we thought and you know a lot of times there was no hurt feelings uh, but he asked me that to, he told me this on the way home uh, or asked me this on the way home and and then he also, you know, when I dropped him off before he got out of the door, he just said, you know, I'm going to need you more than ever. So we did a lot of biking together, a lot of mountain biking, and would have him out to my home uh, for dinner, a lot of talks, um, and I thought he was okay. And the uh, when my wife and I went camping out in Vermont, and when we got back into an area that you know, we were able to receive a phone call, um, my, my mother called and, uh, told me that my, my friend had committed suicide. Well, my mind went into a spin, into a blur, into a rage. Um, and my life has never been the same since. I, I, I loved him dearly, um, I understand it. I understand him. I understood a little bit about probably why he did what he did, I guess, as much as I possibly can. But the problem when somebody commits suicide is you never really know. You never really understand what the why they did it. And I started to question and drive myself absolutely batshit crazy for years trying to figure that out. Um, but I finally came to the conclusion on a trail one on a trail run one day that yeah it's uh, I'm never gonna know um, But what I did though is is after his suicide i I started to reflect on the time that I've had uh, so far up to that point and you know, I worked with adults with disabilities and supported employment. Um, I got a business degree at the time, um, which I had no, no reason to get that. I just am not a business person. It's not how, how my mind works. Um, but I worked in uh, human resources for a while. Um, but everything kept steering me back to uh, people and working with people. And, and that's what he told me, too, is that you're, you're good with people. You're, you should be a teacher. You should be working with kids. And that's what he told me, too, before he got out of the car. You should go be an educator. So I took that to heart after he uh, committed suicide, and I went and um, I became a teacher. I became a special ed teacher. Um, I ended up back in the place I never thought I would step. I never thought that I I belonged. Um, My wife, too, is an educator, but... uh, I just thought that that was for her. That's for smart people, not for, not for this guy. Uh, But I did go back. I, I, you know, finished the program and I did get a job right away. I actually walked into the superintendent's office, um, as I was finishing up of the school district, my wife, my wife worked at and, and, uh, told her I was done and asked her for a job. And I was, I guess, you know, some would say that's a bold move, but, um, know i i figure i may as well get started if this is what i'm going to do and i i wanted to help kids and so um, i've been teaching now i think i'm going into my 15th year Uh, sometimes i shake my head at that because i I still can't believe it Um, most of that time i've been a special educator Um, for three of those years i did go back and get my administrative license and um, i became a uh, dean of students um, which was a big highlight of my career so far and uh i enjoyed it i met so many wonderful people there uh, especially the kids um uh, but you know uh, three years of of doing the work there uh, especially with some of the some of the team that um i i worked with at the time it, it became pretty difficult and uh you know i had to i had to make the decision um move on the stress was causing me a great deal of anxiety uh, physical anxiety health anxiety where I thought I was literally um, having a heart attack Um, you know the the walls and the hallways would become blurred Um, sometimes the floors would move I couldn't hardly focus uh, much of the days and I did my job I was still able to do it well Um, at least from what I understand I was able to do it well but I finally had to make the decision to leave that um, work just because it was causing me a lot of issues and I don't think I would have I don't know if I could have uh, sustained it any longer especially with uh, a few that I dealt with um, in the process even though you know, sort of karma comes around. I'm a true believer in karma. Karma comes around and kind of took care of some of those issues, at least for others. So, um, but I'm still an educator. I, uh, I, I love what I do. I, 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 love connecting with students, um, their families, uh, with other teachers and, and administrators. And, um, you know, I, I do my best. I try to do my best at least the, uh, other thing, I am a writer. Um, I am a YA novelist and it's been a a little over a year now that my publisher released, uh, my YA novel, everything that makes us feel, um, which is of course the name of this podcast as well. Um, I did not name by the way, the podcast to, you know, sort of give a plug to the book or to, you know, use it just for promotion or anything. um, the reason I named it everything that makes us feel is because that's sort of where I'm headed with this podcast, um, which I'll explain in a moment. Um, and I also have, uh, another, um, a second YA novel, um, that's probably going to be released in the winter. Um, I'm a little slow on the editing right now with it, but, um, the, uh, uh it's probably going to be released in the winter. Um, my books, um, I hope I'm telling some truths in my books, even though they're fiction. I hope that um, I'm able to you know work through a, um, a lot of the issues that I talk about you know in my writing, which is very much related to our mental health, uh, which is going to be a theme of this podcast as well. My first book was about a a 15 year old boy who loses his brother to suicide. And um, he then has to go through his own grieving, uh, facing his own depression, his own anxiety. And um, the, uh, you know, so that's been something that um, I hope the book has been resonating with people, been helping others. Uh, connecting. That's the feedback I've gotten. I've gotten that feedback um, not just from people I know that have read it, and I'm very grateful to them, but also to people around the United States um, in different countries, the UK, Ireland, uh, uh, New Zealand, um, uh, Australia. Um, I've had places all over uh, that have sent me messages on Instagram um, that said they've read my book. Um, So I do appreciate that. My second book uh, that will be coming out is um, called Somewhere Between the Trees and Clouds. And that book as well covers a lot of these themes on grieving and loss, um, just real life things. But also, um, you know, dealing with depression uh, and anxiety and trauma um, because the main character in there or characters, I should say, have... Uh, are are dealing with sexual assault. Um, There's a 17-year-old boy, Dylan, who uh, was raped when he was 12. And he uh, meets a young lady um, who came to his school his senior year named Audrey, and she also uh, just went through uh, being assaulted at a party. Um, And, you know, it, it's something where they come together and help one another. So my hope is, is that, again, it's something that people relate to, show you you're not alone. It's okay not to be okay. Um, but also, with my second book, I'm hoping that people realize that it is a love story as well uh, between these two young people because they're helping each other navigate through the issues that they've been through and um you know sexual assault is something that just like with with mental illness there's so many stigmas around um i i understand that firsthand uh, it took me like i said and, uh, just a year ago or so to even tell my my mother and my brother um what happened to me uh, when i was younger and you know it's very hard to talk about so again i want to bring these issues out um, because not talking about them actually hurts people even more uh, so that's part of my goal um, you know with part of my podcast is to focus it on mental health uh, which is the reason i bring up my writing um, the other area that i'm headed with 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 this podcast is i'm i have a few people lined up that i'm excited to sit down and talk with and interview um their stories that they are going to tell again the themes will bring us back to mental health Uh, one of my first guests will be a a very close friend of mine who i love dearly he's a police officer Uh, he was the sro at the uh the school where i was a dean and um, a couple years ago, he uh, had he was a first responder to an active shooter, and uh, he he took the guy out. Um, but ever since then, he's had to deal with his own trauma, his own PTSD, his uh, just anxiety, and he's he started to go around and tell his story. Uh, two other police officers, because um, as we know, I mean, uh, being a uh, police officer is a very difficult job. Um, I can't even imagine. And so he's going around trying to help a lot of uh, uh, police officers that may be dealing with similar traumas, similar issues. And I'm gonna sit down and talk with him um, to hear his story and to hear what he has to say. and you know, and i I have a lot of questions for him because I also, have sort of sat back the last couple years and and had this sort of um tug of war with one i i wish he didn't have to face that and go through what he did or what he has what he is going through with his ptsd but on the other hand um, i'm glad he was there that day i'm glad he showed up because he saved a lot of lives He's extremely uh, capable, a very good officer, very professional, and by him coming in there, he saved a lot of lives. And so there's sort of that dilemma that I have as well as here's this really good friend of mine who I see, you know, suffering at times, and I hear him, and we try to support one another uh, whether our issues um, going out on hikes or just a phone call or whatnot but you know I also look and I go man I'm, I'm glad you were there because he he did save people that day um, a few other guests I have lined up I have a uh, a uh, person who I've known since I've been about eight years old um, she uh, she's done the Iron Man more times than I can, I can count I guess. I don't know how many times she's done Hawaii Ironman. Um but she's qualified for that and been there. She's a um she's been a fitness instructor, yoga instructor I think for most of her um working life. Um even since I've known her, she's always been into fitness. Uh she and I both have been. I think that's probably how we connected when we were young and and through high school as well. Um but I, uh, I'm going to have her on because I know she has a story to tell, and we also both agree that our mental health and our physical health are directly connected, and so I'm excited to have her to talk to her a little bit about her story um, and what she does to help others and, uh, and also help herself. Um, a few other people I will be having on here are a, um, uh, when I was an educator the past three a couple of years here, I was able, you know, I had the opportunity and, and the privilege to to um, start a black student union at a high school that I worked at, uh, which was um, very exciting to be able to advise that and to start it. Um, but as a white man, you know, there, there um, it wasn't <laughs> It, you know, I, I really was stepping into new territory. Um, so I, you know, was able to uh, contact um, some of our black students that was at the high school and uh, a very white high school, very white community, and talk to them in, about the interest in this. And they, they wanted to do it. So I'm going to have uh, one young woman on that um, really was integral in helping start uh, BSU there. And uh, just talk to her about race and racism, um, about growing growing up uh, black in that very white community. Um, and, uh, and then I'll also be having a parent on of a couple of the uh, students from BSU and to talk about some similar issues. Um, you know, and, and again, with this podcast, the theme will be mental health, but... When we're talking about race and racism, I, I will tell you that my black the, the black students that I worked with and some of their parents that I was able to talk with and, and just um, black people, black friends that I've known through the years, will tell you that some of the, the shit that they have to uh, witness throughout uh, this country, throughout their own communities, the things they have to hear, uh, things on the media, um, it directly affects their own mental health. It brings a lot of anxiety with it. And and this isn't coming from me. This is coming from uh, especially my students. And I uh, witnessed a, a small sliver, extremely, extremely small sliver of this. Um, because when I started Black Student Union, and um, I, I had to deal with a lot of uh, walls put up in front of me. Um, I had threats. I had people ask me, am I worried about um, walking out to my vehicle at night? Uh, I had people coming to me asking me, why not a white student union? Uh, people ripping down BSU flyers and throwing them on my desk in my classroom. I had uh, uh, a few that, um, you know, I was told that BSU was a threat. Um, they were very worried about uh, having something there. Um, and, and to me, you know, I, I kept pushing back and saying, you know, any time that black people get something, uh, it, all of a sudden it's, it seems like it's a threat to people. And, um, and I think to deny this, uh, to deny what was happening, um, to some of my students and what they were hearing when BSU started and also some of the, just the bullshit that I had to put up with as a white man, even, um, starting it like to deny any of that, to deny what's been happening in our country. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, uh, you know, politically or anything else. Um we have to face that there are some real issues. And so I want some of my guests that are going to come on to be able to talk about those issues and to tell you their truths. And I know these people well, and, and, you know, um, uh, they will come on and they will talk about, you know, the, the subject matters that, and some of the stuff that they've had to deal with and they'll do so in a, in an honest way, um, in a very objective way. And, um, and I think it's something that I hope will will resonate with people and be interesting, but also start to maybe shift some perspectives. Um, I'll tell you, uh, you know, starting BSU and and doing some of the the book uh, facilitating some of the book studies that I did um, around race and racism through the last few years, um, I, it it's opened my eyes quite a bit as well, uh, just because even the pushback that I, I received, but also I saw a shift starting to happen um, with some of the community that that I worked in and, and some of the people I worked with uh, as you know, we started to educate ourselves and one another. And um, and that brings hope with it. So um, I'm hoping that uh, that as well will be something that will uh, interest people to uh, come in and, and listen and and you know, hopefully learn and gather some information from some of the guests that we have. Um, and then, you know, after that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to line some more people up. I, I actually, you know, this is a pretty bare bones, um, podcast. I'm just wanting to, to, you know, get around and and keep it real with people and and have some open conversations. I may get on here for some shorter podcasts and, um, talk about mental health, uh, tell a few of my own stories along the way. And, um, I'm hoping that, uh, you find some interest in it. Um, I, I, am one that, uh, I like to gain knowledge throughout my life. Um, I like to take in other people's perspectives. Uh, we all have a story. We all have our side of things. Um, you know, and, and right now, uh, this world is, is hurting. Um, it's hurting in so many ways as we know we're in a pandemic um which has you know torn torn much of our lives apart in some in some ways um i for one have also tried to take a step back and reflect and learn from what's happening right now you know learn from what's important uh, during during these times um you know again going back to those basic needs um being with the people i love and and uh you know and, and taking a, a little bit different take on, you know, instead of having you know things taken away from me or you know, being in a lockdown or anything like that, which, yes, that can wear on you and it can wear on your mental health, but what can we take away from it and learn from it? Um, I'm afraid that many are going to forget about that and they're just going to move on and want their lives back the exact same way that it was, even though maybe it wasn't all that great before. Um, I see that in the education system. Um, I'm, I started to see that where. Uh, you know, uh, instead of learning and, and trying to readjust a little bit about how we, um, as educators, uh, can can benefit from some of the things we've learned, you know, during virtual teaching, um, you know, or, or whatnot, uh, you know, people are wanting to rush right back to the way it was and some of the things weren't that great. So, Uh, but we are we are in a a time right now that um with the pandemic with a lot of the uh, racial issues um, that are happening around our country um, we're seeing uh, um, you know i think on social media um, we're we're just seeing uh, a lot of cruelty uh, with politics Uh, we're seeing people on every side of the aisle being cruel to one another. Our politicians a lot of times are are really letting us down again. I don't care what side of the the aisle you're on. Um, And all this is leading, I think, to a heightened sense of fear, anxiety. We're seeing anxiety grow. We're seeing it grow in our, our children. I see it at school all the time. And again, that's why I write the books I write. That's why I I do some public speaking when i can um, make some videos and try to bring more awareness and that's why i'm doing this podcast Um, i'm hoping that it will help people understand bring awareness and also start to accept how they're feeling and how they're doing because acceptance is key acceptance is uh, of our own um, depression our own anxiety our own traumas uh, all that is key If we try to continue to block it out and deny it, it will just get worse and it will grow. Um, so that's part of the reason I'm doing this as well. So again, this has been, um, I just wanted to take a moment here. I guess it's more, more than a moment, um, but a little bit shorter podcast today, um, just to introduce myself, um, you know, talk a little bit about that first episode, my mother's voice and, uh, and also, you know, welcome you, um, as listeners, I appreciate it. Um, I too will be learning, you know, as I, as I go here, as I interview, um, some of my guests and, uh, to me, it's another platform to continue to try to bring awareness to mental health. Uh, we, you know, I, I always want people to know that you're not alone. Um, I felt very alone for years and years and years. Um, and with the stigmas out there, you know, afraid to speak up um, about anything, you know, f- feeling weak, uh, you know, f- feeling like a failure, whatever it may be. Um, I don't want people to feel that way. I want to try to help as much as I can. And if I can offer my words in writing, my words on this podcast, on social media videos, um, and posts, I hope that. I can do that for you. So again, this is everything that makes us feel. Uh, Stay tuned for an upcoming episode. I hope to uh, hopefully have that released in next week or so. All right. Take care of yourself and uh, take care of one another. Thank you.